Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. Hey, everyone, before we get into this week's show, just want to remind you we do have the crypto coloring book. It's a cryptozoology coloring book for kids. I know Christmas has come. It's right here. You're not going to get it on time probably. But if you are forgetting kids, like the kid that you forgot in the car last week, that kid's you always forget about. And you're like, hey, listen, it's better late than never. Go ahead and check it out. Crypto Color. The links are in the description of this episode. Click the Amazon link if you want it fast and efficiently. If you want a signed copy, it will definitely not be here by Christmas, but you can purchase a signed copy of Crypto Color Coloring Book on the website, Merkle.media. You can purchase it there. All right, friends, let's get to the show. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand and he's running really fast and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blowed his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg, and I look over, and there are two small gray entities pulling at me, and they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush, and I touch air, couldn't breathe, and I couldn't move, because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. Welcome to the show, everybody. Listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way, it works for me. Just get a hold of me. Welcome to another members episode. We got a great show coming up here. We have Dakota coming on. And listen, Dakota's a young man. He's 20 years old. He's been listening to me for the last five years since he's 15 on the bus to school. That makes you feel old. But he brings the heaters today. He talks about his personal experiences with his dad where they saw a black flying triangle UFO. He since has confirmed my suspicions of it being a certain craft. Then he also talks about his grandfather and his great-grandfather. His grandfather had a run-in with a warlock and his great-grandfather tells a tale of killing a dogman in Tennessee, not far from where I live. Let's go. That is an amazing story. I know you're going to like it. So let's get to this crazy wild story of killing Dogman right now. Hey, 
All right, today we got Dakota on the show. Dakota, what's going on, man? How's it going, Tony? Uh, man, it's going good. So listen, I got to tell you, I, um, I, when I was texting back and forth with you to get this thing scheduled, uh, I knew your name was Dakota. And I said something like, it's all good, man, or something like that. And I was like, wait a second, Dakota could be a girl too. I wasn't sure. So I was kind of relieved when we connected today and, and I heard a man's voice. I was like, oh, perfect. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't misgender. <laughs> so, uh, I, I definitely, uh, I appreciate you being here because you got some really cool uh, stories to share. Uh, before we get into those cool stories though, um, man, we got, we got to address this off the top, man. Cause, uh, I, I, we were talking about this just now a few, few seconds ago, but I was under the assumption that most younger people don't listen to me because I'm considered the old guy now. And I'm, I'm, this is a new fact for me. Like I'm just coming to grips with this. Like I, I feel young in my heart, but, uh, you know, 37, I understand that a, a 20 year old is like, yo, dude's old. Because when I was when I was like 25, I used to play competitive basketball and some of these leagues I would see around were like 35 and older leagues. And I was like, I cannot wait to get to 35 because I'm going to murder these people. And then I got to 35. I'm like, I don't even want to touch a basketball anymore. So like, I'm very aware that I'm getting older. But the fact that uh, you've been listening to my show for the last five years, dating you back to 15, that's crazy to me, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember you, waiting at the bus stop listening to uh, listening listening to your show. That's good. that's that's bonkers to me. Listen, anybody listening right now that is in Dakota's shoes, where you're in high school listening to me, please just reach out and let me know that I'm still I'm still cool. I'm still hip. I'm still with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, man, I think that's really cool that you've been listening for five years since you were in high school. That's that's uh, that's really cool and awesome to me. Um, so listen, you have some really cool stories to share today because uh, some of it is personal experiences, but also some of it's stories that were handed down throughout the the generations. And uh, we're, we're going to be talking about some of your firsthand encounters, uh, experiences where like you and your dad had a UFO triangle shaped UFO uh, encounter. Uh, you've also had some paranormal slash possible skinwalker stuff happen in the Smokies, which is very appealing to me considering that I live in East Tennessee and I can see the Smokies from my house. Uh, and uh, you had some other paranormal uh, stuff, but we're going to start out. Actually, no, we're going to start out with the UFO triangle stuff. But after that, we're going to get into uh, how your grandfather had a warlock experience and your great grandfather had one of the most epic uh, secondhand tellings we're going to have today of a dog man, possible dog man encounter. And let me just read this to the audience real quick, and then we'll get going here. Um, you said in the email, uh, in the early 30s, my grandfather had an encounter, which now I know is your great-grandfather. Uh, your great-grandfather had an encounter with what you believe to be a dog man. It nearly killed his friend, took multiple gunshots, and eventually was slain with a fence post the body was given to a scientist and never seen again. The scientists called it a hunter. And so that's interesting. And that is a little bit of a teaser to people. Uh, let's get started off with the UFO triangle that you and your dad had an encounter with. Uh, tell us about it, man. Yeah. Um, so if I had to guess, I don't know 100%. I think I was probably about 15 when this happened. I was in the car with my dad. We were headed uh, to West Virginia. So we were in Western Maryland at the time. And um, we were on a, a highway. It wasn't 
trafficked or anything, but it was a pretty busy day. You know, it was a Saturday most likely. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of, you know, on my phone, not paying too much attention. We're listening to probably a podcast. And I look up and I see in the sky, a black triangle. Um, it did not have the sort of geometric, um, shape that a stealth bomber has where it has, uh, kind of edges on the back. It was just a straight up black triangle. Um, pretty low flying, not quite low enough to cast a shadow, but low enough to where you could look at it and say that thing is black or that thing is a dark slate gray. It's not just black because it's a silhouette in the sky. Um, and traffic kind of slowed. I think other people had to have been paying attention to it. Um, wasn't making any noise, dead quiet. Uh, of course I have my phone in my hand, which is perfect. I'm like, brilliant. I'm going to take a picture of this thing. Uh, was probably thinking I'm going to send it to Tony Merkel because this is probably about the time <laughs> I found your podcast. Um, I point my, my iPhone camera at it. I think I had an iPhone SE at the time. It was like an iPhone five generation ish point my phone at it. Uh, and I go to press the button to take the picture and my phone crashes screen goes black. Uh, I turn my phone back on. I actually have to unlock my phone again. It's not like it just blipped out of the app or, or shut off and shut back on. Um, it completely shut off. I had to unlock my phone. I point my camera at it again and I, I take a picture again phone does the same thing at this point i'm telling my dad because he sees it as well i'm telling him i'm trying to take a picture of it but something won't let me so i'm immediately assuming some weird government project and they just had to fly it over a busy highway and uh and they don't want anyone taking pictures but it it was just so out plain in the open and at least a hundred people must have seen it i mean it was it was pretty slow it was uh low flying right over the highway. I, I think probably four or five more times I tried to take a picture of it before I was completely out of sight. Never could. Um, my dad's a pretty straight laced guy. He, uh, he, I mean, he, he likes the paranormal. He's kind of into it, but I don't think he really buys into any of it. And I could tell he kind of had his arms standing up on his head or, uh, standing up on his, uh, good God, his hair standing up on his arms after that. Um, and, uh, we kind of just didn't talk about it after that. It was one, a weird one-off thing that happened. I thought about it for a few days and then just kind of put it into the folder of other weird shit that's happened to me. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, so this, uh, this, this craft that you saw, uh, how much have you looked into trying to get answers on that? Or is this just a story that you've held, held on to, but you really haven't looked into it? So I've done some digging, looking at um, stealth planes, uh, that sort of thing. I can't find anything that 100% matches what I saw. The shape of it was kind of weird. It was a really wide triangle. Uh, it wasn't like paper airplane shaped. It was more like a Dorito, just pretty pretty wide, um, obtuse triangle. Uh, I, I've read quite a bit on the black triangle UFOs and I know some people have reported missing time with them and that sort of thing. We didn't have anything like that. I honestly don't think it was extraterrestrial. I think it was probably um, probably military. Uh, there's quite a bit of military presence in Maryland and Virginia and that sort of area. So I think it was probably military. It was probably something that they didn't want us to see, but maybe had to show us just to transport it. Uh, but it was certainly weird. Yeah, no, I, it, 
so here's the thing. I mean, I don't think that they, first of all, I agree with you. I think it was probably military, just hearing the story and what I know, it, I lean towards that as well. Uh, but they, they would, they, they wouldn't have to show you because this craft that you're describing is so far superior in technology, it doesn't need to move slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. And, and so it, like the, the fact that it was visible, it was because they didn't care if you saw it. And in 2015, uh, it, it, the culture's, was totally different than what it is now. And you were just a crazy guy if you said you saw a UFO. Uh, and so they could always bank on that. Now, they don't have that blanket to cover themselves anymore, but they're also changing the narrative. They, we're going through a big psyop right now, uh, globally, when it comes to UFO phenomenon. And um, people have to really stay on their toes with this because the, the culture of, of UFOs has changed. And uh, we're in the middle of a transitional period where... Uh, now the governments of the world, and it's very much ours, are in the moment actively pursuing the general population in a huge psychological operation uh, when it comes to UFO activity and the idea of aliens. Uh, and so people, just general public needs to be on their toes when it comes to this. Now, what you saw, um, just from the description, uh, have you ever looked into the craft called a TR-3B? I don't recognize the name off the top of my head, but um, if I saw a picture, I'm sure I could tell you. Yeah, I, I would say that uh, what you described is what I've been told TR3Bs look like and what I see online as far as, hey, this is a TR3B kind of thing. And also, I did film what I believe to be a TR3B in Utah. Uh, and the TR3B anti-gravity spacecraft is what military.com actually calls it. It officially does not exist. Uh, but this this craft, uh, people describe it as having uh, a light on every corner and one in the middle. Now, I, granted, I know you didn't describe it that way, um, but you also did see it in the daylight. And yeah. we have to move past this idea that uh, we need to be able to see light bulbs in order for lights to exist at certain locations on things. Um, that that's just not the case anymore. You could look at something that looks like a, a straight up plain surface and then parts of it illuminate. Uh, and so there's that. Uh, but what I filmed in Utah, uh, it was exactly that. I got it on night vision. It was a light on every corner, three corners, and then one in the middle. And um, what's interesting about that is I don't even remember filming it. I have proof that I filmed it oh. and, and my, um, my, my team remembers it. But I was the one filming it. I don't recall filming it. That's I remember so the range. I remember the night. I remember being there. I remember us all being excited because we were filming tons of UFOs. Maybe it's because there's so many UFOs that I don't remember it. Uh, but yeah, I don't remember that one. And, and it, you know what? What I can't get out of my head is the idea. Now this happened. It was it was 2017. So this is unlikely, of course. But what if someone had a disposable camera in the car? Could they have snapped a picture then? I mean, no electronic interference going on there. Were they just hoping that nobody had a, you know, grandpa's old disposable in the glove box? Well, uh, you, you got to also think with uh, that, there's the, the blurry factor. And, and in these communities online, uh, they eat each other alive. So if anybody, anybody who had grandpa's old Polaroid in the back seat takes a picture of it, it's 
automatically, immediately viewed suspicious by the people who want it to be real. The people who say that they're into the topics will automatically say, this is fake. Why is it blurry? Why was it taken on a Polaroid? Who has a Polaroid accessible? All those things come out and it, it's just... Uh, it's it's just very hard to prove these things, even with what I have. Like, man, listen, it's it's almost expected. Anytime I publish anything, whether it's video proof of something or a podcast episode, there's going to be somebody saying something bad about it. Uh, and so it, it's just it's just the nature of the beast and the world we live in. Uh, for the individual, it's but <clears throat> excuse me, for the individuals that um that are the naysayers like that. Uh, who don't want to give room for understanding, interpretation, and situational awareness, and the 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 the, the, the what was happening in the moment? Uh, for those people that are like that, they will. They're the kind of person that they they won't. They don't want to call themselves a skeptic because they they like oh I believe, but you don't believe unless this thing lands in your front lawn, abducts abducts you, probes you, puts you back. And gives you all the memories with it. Like that's the only way you're actually going to believe, you know. So, uh, it, it it is it, it's unfortunate uh, that it, we're we're our own worst enemy when it comes to the uh, the the technology side of things. Like we have access to such awesome technology. Like 15, 20 years ago, a, a, a goofball like me couldn't go to Utah with a night vision camera and film that stuff, you know. But because we have access to such awesome technology now, I can. But also because we have access to such awesome technology, it comes with the downside of nobody believing you because anybody can fake anything these days. So it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe taking that picture, if I could, wouldn't have done much good anyway. Absolutely. I, it, it probably wouldn't have, to be honest with you. So uh, what I find interesting, though, is that your phone was being turned off. I mean, that seems like direct interference. And it probably wasn't targeted to you, but they probably have some kind of tech on board that kills uh devices like that in a vicinity yeah uh, it has to be some sort of passive uh blocking because i just i found it strange that i could i could look at it through my camera but as soon as i went to take the picture uh my phone would show yeah yeah that's that to me that that sounds like they have uh they have things to to keep make sure that you know it's just a story on the confessionals there's no proof of it you know <laughs> so uh it's like go ahead and talk about it but we don't want you to prove it so uh, that, that's the bit, that's the thing with um, even these experiences that people have, where um, you know, if you kill a Bigfoot or you kill a Dogman, um, most of the time you can talk about that. It's the problem is when you can prove it. When if you if you kill a Bigfoot and you have proof that you killed it like say you're you were able to retrieve a piece of flesh from it or whatever the situation is once you have something in your possession that you can legit prove that's when you have a problem uh but if you if you kill a bigfoot and you just tell him the story like th there's it's just a story like no nobody they, they, that anybody can say well i don't believe you and what are you going to do you yeah. can't prove otherwise yeah i i I have a friend, he's a um, cryptozoologist. Some of your viewers may know, actually, Ryan Tremblay. He's been on Josh Turner's show a few times. Mm. Spoken to him uh, about this, you know, this glorious hypothetical where you come across a dead Bigfoot. What you need to do is take a video of you carving into this thing like a Christmas turkey and, and proving this is a real biological thing. And look, here's the organs, here's uh, the bone, that sort of thing. Because a chunk of flesh... That's not going to do you any good. It, okay, the results come back uh, 
inconclusive, okay, that, that's proof of nothing then. That doesn't mean anything at all. Yeah, I, it, it'll definitely come back contaminated because of the, the human tampering. Like no hunter, like say you're a hunter out in the woods and you kill this thing, like you're not carrying around a certified scientific DNA kit to, to yeah. <laughs> and even if you are, chances are you don't know how to use it. So. Yeah, you use your skinning knife to carve off a piece. Okay, you just smeared deer DNA and whatever the hell yeah. else you've been cutting to in there too. Absolutely. I, 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 you're absolutely right. Um, and, and so I, uh, I, I agree with you. And I agree with what he said too. Uh, years ago, when I was uh, just starting the podcast, I think it was episode 400 something on Sasquatch Chronicles. Wes did like a round table with me and a few other people. And the topic was killing Sasquatch. What do you do if you kill Sasquatch? And I, I kind of ventured into that whole thing where it was like, uh, you need to have a game plan going in. Uh, maybe not going in, but like you basically chop that bad boy up into as many pieces as you can, take as much of it with you as you can, uh, and videotape the whole thing, and then take those pieces of flesh and turn them into various uh, scientific labs. And let, and even though it's tan- like it, understanding that the DNA is already shot, uh, let them do their thing and uh, let the cards fall where they may. Uh, you're not like if you kill a Bigfoot and you're miles into the woods, what are you going to do? Take a 10 foot tall creature out in one piece? That's, that's not happening. You know, unfortunately a a story that I'll be telling today might kill your, um, your hope that a scientific lab will have anything, anything to do with you. Oh, don't confuse my, my hypothetical conversation here as hope. I don't have much (laughs) hope with this. (laughs) Trust me. I don't like, like, uh, um, oh, you know what? And I even told that wrong because I think on that episode, what I said was not, I I don't think I said science. Maybe I did say scientific labs, but I, I, I I do remember saying, taking it to, uh, uh, many different news broadcasts and like, here's a head, here's feet, you know, and just like, let them at least blast it out and stuff. Uh, anyways, it's fun to think about, you know, and there's definitely probably a million holes with what I just said, but, uh, it's fun to think about and, and, and you should think about it if you're serious about these topics and stuff. Uh, the what if scenario, what if you are the one that finds yourself in that what if scenario, it's good to think about these things. Um, you know, even do you kill it? You know, like for me personally, yeah, I I would, I would, if I had the opportunity, I would kill it. Um, but you know, there's a lot of people that, that would, and, uh, and that's fine too. Um. But uh, anyways, uh, fun conversation so far. I'm enjoying this. So let's, uh, uh, anyways, I, I look into the TR3B sometime and just uh, s- you know sniff around it a little bit. Tell me sometime what you think though of it, and maybe if you saw what you know is theoretically the TR3B. Yeah. Um, so let's get into some grandfather talk. Grandfather, great grandfather. I want to start off with your great grandfather and uh, this whole possible dog man killing situation. Uh, Often with secondhand or thirdhand accounts, uh, it, the details are uh, skewed at times, but also not whole. Like you don't have all the details. So if you could just in in the best detail possible, uh, tell us how the situation unfolded where um, the killing of uh, of a, a friend by this creature and how there might have been even a scientific cover up. Yeah. Um- so I was told this story by my grandfather. My grandfather's not a, uh, he's not the type of person to embellish. And if you ask him a question about a story and he doesn't know the answer, he'll tell you, I don't know. So um, from the dozens of times that I had him tell me this story, probably from age 
five to um, just a few months ago before he passed, I asked a ton of questions and I got a lot of answers and I got a lot of I don't knows as well. Uh, but this was told to him by his father. I never met my great grandfather, but um, they were Appalachians. They lived in uh, Tennessee. And, uh, you know, that culture, it was a lot of coal mining, moonshining, fur trapping, that sort of thing. You did what you did to get by. Uh, so my great grandfather. This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today.